If you are very distressed in some medical condition which is not yet diagnosed and not sure of your future life, plus you have a family, in that case how do you focus on meditation? Um, well, the, the, the whole, the, the plus part I don't know about. I think it's, you've got a point there, but the, if you are distressed part and having a medical condition, I would say, how could you not focus on meditation? What, what else would you think to do than practice meditation if you are in such a situation? Why would you be at all concerned about worldly affairs? And I think this would spill over into the plus. I don't think these two statements go together. That it may seem brutal and it may seem cold, but you have to leave your family behind, whether it's because of this illness or some, because of something else. In the end, either you leave them behind or they leave you behind. No one takes their family members with them when they die. This is this is incredibly obvious, and yet very rare are the people who actually realize this, because we know it intellectually up here, no? but in our hearts we, we, we're acting in a way that's totally incongruous with that knowledge, so we don't really realize it. If you have to leave your family behind, then you, you better do some, some uh, hefty work to free yourself from the sorrow and the suffering that's going to come from that. You know, do you want to set yourself up for years and years of mourning that some people do when, when a family member passes away? Do you want to be on your deathbed feeling miserable because you're leaving, behi uh, you're leaving behind people who are going to miss you and people who you love, people you, who you are attached to? I guess the answer to these questions is yes for some people. And that's why I said it can sound cold and brutal, but... It's kind of uh, kind of how doctors, if you go to the doctor and you get all emotional, the doctor will never be emotional. They'll be so cold, right? And how doctors talk about sex and talk about the body and talk about you know, the body parts, it just seems so cold and, and scientific. And that's kind of how you have to make allowance for, well, at least in, in my case anyway, I, I think it's important for me to say these things and I don't want to offend anyone, but... Um, this is the reality that you're faced with. Meditation is should be an, uh, at the top of your list. It should be one of the most important things in your life, especially if you know that you're not going to live any longer. The question that you're asking, I, I suppose, is, is with my mind so full of worry, um, sadness, fear, attachment, how can I focus on meditation? How, how can I calm my mind is probably the idea that's going through your mind. How can I experience this state of peace and, and happiness? And I would, you know, obvi obviously, I think for, some, it should, for someone who's been meditating, it should be obvious what the answer is going to be is that, well, that's why you're meditating. You're meditating in order to overcome these, these uh, very emotions that you think of as getting in the way. Your defilements don't need to get in the way of your meditation. As I said, you, you can learn 
directly from the defilements, from your um, from your mistakes, from the problems that you cause, coming to see this incredible danger. And this is why when people get sick like this or, or, or know that they have not so long to live, that they are actually able to put in some really good practice and actually able to attain really profound realizations. Because they can see the danger in clinging. It, it hits them very strongly, this attachment that they have to their own body, to the people around them, to so many different things. And so I would say you're in a prime position to meditate when they're ripe, when, when these suppressed and, and hidden emotions are now coming to the fore and you're actually able to sort them out and to see the danger in them, see the problem with them, give them up and develop those mind states that are appropriate, that are beneficial, that lead to your happiness and to the happiness and benefit of others. Because obviously clinging to each other is not going to work at this time. Clinging to your family is not going to work. Um, and just one more thing before I hand it over, I'm sorry to do all the talking, but um, the, 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 the but here is that you still have to, you still have many responsibilities that you'll have to deal with. That's where I think you've got a point that, that things like family, not only family, but your responsibilities, your life can really get in the way. It's a very difficult situation. The best advice you can give to someone, I, th I think that you could give to someone who's in a difficult situation where they might be faced with poverty, where they might be uh, subject to um, having you know, great stress and, and difficulty in life, you know, even to the point where they might lose their house, they might lose their job and so on, is to remember that no matter where you are, no matter what you do, no matter what happens to you, in the end, your experience is the same as everyone else's experience. It's still just seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, and thinking. You learned this to a certain extent by becoming a monk, because, as I've said before, I've slept before on a park bench. I've slept under a picnic table in a park. I've, you know, slept in the forest on a on a mat, and so on. So to some extent, this is this is a part of this this experience, the realization that what's going to happen to you? Like I, I got bitten by a snake. Oh, now I've been bitten by a snake. Maybe I'm going to die. I started laughing about it. I went to see the monk. I said, I've been bitten by a snake. And he was kind of, oh, he didn't understand because I wasn't upset about it. Um, be... You, you you start to give up this you know partiality and attachment. So a very difficult situation and I, I just wanted to say that I think it'll be a real solace if you can remind yourself that in the end it's all and remind the people around you as well who are going to depend on you for guidance and support that in the end it's our experience goes on and when we pass away we go on, we move on. In the end the worst that can happen is that you pass away. So please take the mic away from me. I remembered when I read the question one word uh, that I like very much. It's virya, um, 
when you ask how can I meditate in such a meditation, you need um, virya. And that is a kind of a heroic effort. Um, everything is breaking apart and, and life is uh, unsure anyway for, for everybody in, in such a situation you describe it. Um, it's kind of really unsure and uncertain. Um, and then you need the effort, you need to do the effort and say, I need to sit down, I need to meditate now, because this is the only thing that helps to yeah. get me out of here, out of that suffering that there is. And once you started to sit, when you, once you got over that point that, that uh, once you get, got over that which which was taking you, holding you back, then it's getting easier. You don't, for the next time, you don't need so much effort anymore because you learn that actually the sitting in meditation is beneficial and helpful for you. Mm. Yeah. It does get better. It does get easier. Um, I think it's easier to get discouraged thinking that it's not getting better, it's not getting easier. And... I think it's important for us to uh, to actually be able to see the benefit and to remind ourselves of the benefit and that generally our expectations of what we should have gained from the from our practice so far is about say this big and what we've gained is probably maybe about this big if we're lucky but that's really some it's actually an incredible benefit you know you do a couple of hours of meditation a day uh, f you know, for a few weeks, and then you think, mm, "I'm not enlightened yet. I'm still getting angry. What's what's up with this?" And at the same time, you've you've you you may have gained some of the most profound experience, profound realizations that could potentially change your life. You should focus on that. Um, maybe that's even getting off track here, but it is in regards to what you're what you're saying. To to be encouraged and to see that. No, to see that meditation does get easier and to, to, to see for yourself that you are actually gaining something from it, to be realistic in, in seeing that, you know, I, I am actually gaining something. Meditation seems like a horrible thing. Oh, I have to sit. And, I'm going to sit now for a half an hour, an hour. And then when you, when you actually do it, it's not so bad. It's 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 ac and it's not that it's not so bad. It can be life changing. You 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 begin to learn. You you've lived a life without any learning about yourself. Suddenly you begin to learn about yourself, and, and you know it's it's important. Another thing I'd say is you don't only need media, but um, something that 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 goes hand in hand is you need the kalyanamitta, right? Mm. Or if you don't have one, you need a heck of a lot of virya. But having having a kalyanamitta is is having friends, having support. You know, obviously, part of why we're um, happy to do this sort of thing is to provide this sort of support. Obviously, we assume that this is encouraging people to meditate. That you're not all just sitting here checking Facebook, coming back to the to the chat. That you're actually interested in meditating, and this is going to encourage you in meditation. Uh, that might be another 
thing that can help you is find a, um, a group, find a guide, find friends who are interested, uh, look around you for a meditation uh, group, for example. Another sort of piece of advice. Mm. All right. <laughs> Nagasena. Well, I think that uh, when you hit when you hit some sort of crossroads in life like this, where there's a difficult situation, is that you kind of you have to go into the unknown. You have to do what's not sure. And what this made me think of was a uh, Ma, You know, Deepama mm. is that because uh, what got her into meditation is that she thought she was going to die. So she gave her child to her neighbor and told her to watch her child. Mm. And then she went off to uh, Mahasi Sayadaw's meditation center. And there's like, where, I don't know, she got her start with meditation there. And now look at her, everyone knows Deepama and all this because she chose to go that route. So you reach the situation where you have to choose to keep on clinging. And if you're Buddhist, even if you haven't had any insight into anything, if you just understand it intellectually and you agree with it, and then you have to go, well, the clinging is the problem. And you have to go the way of letting go. It's that crossroads where you have to be, do I want to continue, continue the clinging, which I know is the problem, or do I want to let go, which I know is the answer? So you just have to choose the way that you know is the answer. Sure. 